0: Welcome to the Advertising Show, America's only radio program focusing on advertising, media, marketing, product development, branding, new media, sales and customer relations. Stay with us for entertaining marketing discussion and our special guest interview. Now, here are your hosts, Ray Shillins and Brad Borsine.
1: And when it says special guest interview, we do indeed mean special guest interview. As she always is, Mary Bennett is our guest today. On the Advertising Show, being brought to you by Advertising Age magazine. Visit online at adage.com and by Walter Carl Interactive at waltercarl.com. It's with a K. Advertising Show, a big radio midgets production. Mary Bennett is Executive Vice President the Marketing Division of the Radio Advertising Bureau. So long in the industry as being a real benefit to people who are either advertising or considering advertising, and there is a new study out that we're going to talk with Mary about. It's uh, the Radio Ad Lab uh, regarding internet advertising and such, and Mary has that, and also points on many other things as well. So uh, Mary's in New York this weekend, and we're here. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good to be be with you.
2: Yeah, and you know, Mary, did you mention, I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention, that she's been on the show several times before?
1: No, but Mary's been on the show several times before.
2: Oh, okay. Uh, So she gets a bonus
1: round. Yes, she does. Yeah. And as many bonus rounds as she watches. Right. Good good lady.
2: Well, and it's always good for us to know what we're dealing with there. And with Mary, one of the best-looking ladies, I must add, at the REB. The radio the advertising had on the,
1: the radio uh, the advertising. Show,
2: That's right, and uh, like that. you know a lot of people uh, don't realize this, but uh, I guess you would know it if you were at home during the day. I had reason to be home, and I turned the television on because I always like to see what some of these companies or these uh, uh, syndicated TV programs mm-hmm. are doing. And Murray, he's just totally sold out. Murray? Murray. Povich. Maury. Oh, Maury. I'm sorry. Well, there you go. I'm so wrapped up in watching, you know, who is the father and, uh, you know, and all the different stuff that they do on that program. Uh, It has just gone. I mean, he has really taken over. Yeah where Jerry left off, except for the fighting. There doesn't seem to be any fighting, but it's very raunchy. And, you know, that guy came from a, a journalistic uh, know. Well, broadcast journalism background.
1: Are you suggesting he has trouble sleeping at night, possibly?
2: Well, you know, uh, no, obviously not. It was a sellout deal. He's making, he's raking in the cash, his, just, his wife, uh, Connie. Connie Chung. Connie Chung. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what she's doing lately, but I don't think she's working anymore because I don't think she has to. So Maury's doing just fine. Well, you very he's well, could doing. You, could you
1: do a show like that? Would you like no. to? No, no,
2: not, me neither. No, no. I know. wouldn't for any amount of money. I mean, and another interesting Maybe point. Gonna, <laughs> well, yeah, that's yeah. true. We do have our price. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, I've, I've been sampling uh, satellite radio. I have reason to be in and out of rental cars from time to time. Sure. I do a moderate amount of traveling. The satellite uh,
1: radio is great.
2: Yeah, are you? Do you have it in your car? Mm-mm. Yeah,
1: but I have it at the house. Oh,
2: that's right. Uh, Anyway, I've been sampling a little bit of uh, uh, Howard Stern just to see what they're up to. Mm -hmm. And I've got to tell you, we all understand repurposing, right? Yeah. And everybody in this business repurposes. It's slang for using old stuff, right? Mm Mm-hmm. This guy, Howard Stern, I don't know if it was filler or what, but this guy, they were doing a program from 19... 96 when he was over in England.
1: They were?
2: Yeah. And and I when I first was listening to it his voice was higher. So obviously they were speeding it up, you know, cuz they had to make it fit within whatever the format. And then uh and then later I tuned it in and they're still over there and they plugged the fact from 1996. That's That's
1: that's a long time. Eleven
2: years ago. That's when he was with Infinity. Yeah. Back when Infinity was called Infinity. Now CBS Radio or
1: something or what?
2: I don't know what it is. I don't know if they're just trying to fill it or if I'm on the wrong channel or if it it was the serious, uh, you know, Howard Channel 100. But I thought it was very strange to be, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if they're on vacation or what's going on. But but
1: still, you wouldn't go back that far. It was weird. That's very kind of strange.
2: You know, with Mary Bennett on the show today, this is an interesting,
1: this is the Mm FinancialTimes.com, or FinancialTimesFT.com. And they have an article this past week that says... Internet advertising is forecast to overtake worldwide radio advertising a year early, having already surpassed national newspapers in the U.K. and Sweden. Hmm. A new global advertising forecast published uh, by Zenith OptiMedia, the, the media buying network, uh, predicts the web will surpass radio advertising next year, next year rather than in 2009, wow. as the media buyer uh, believed only three months ago. So they're restructuring their forecast for that. That doesn't say much uh, much for radio uh-huh. advertising, but there again, it's I, I, I don't know how to even take that kind of.
2: Report. Well, those are worldwide numbers, and I think uh, if you were to look at that relative to North America or U.S., I think it, it would look a little different. Probably
1: so, and I wonder if they broke it down. If I don't, uh, you know, basically you can probably go and find the report from Zenith Optimedia, but
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: but yeah. interesting, interesting stuff.
2: though. Yeah, that surprises.
1: But uh, we'll get a chance to talk with Mary Bennett here in just a few moments. Also, a little bit later on this hour, we're going to bring back something that we haven't had in the past several weeks, which is, you know, our advertising showcase and the bad advertising. Well, it's not looking good this week, folks. That's <laughs> That's all I can say. Yeah. So right now, here's somebody who is looking good, I guess. Patrick Meyer. He'd probably say that about himself. Sure he? he would. Okay. Here's Patrick Meyer on the advertising
3: show. Welcome to Understanding the Future Now. It's the Marketing Insider featuring Patrick Meyer.
4: Ever see the trilogy, Lord of the Rings? Where there are giant catapults throwing humongous boulders at castles and at one another? Well, that's what I'm going to talk to you about today. Marketing catapults. Giant ideas. Many times you hear agencies being called in to deliver the big idea. In my experience as a client and as a marketer, rarely does the agency deliver big marketing ideas. So what you really need are big marketing ideas that can aggressively drive your business forward. My experience is... You need a team of people that are thinking about how to drive the business forward. What are the core drivers of the business? Those couple things that can really cause the consumer to say, wow, I need to buy that brand now. That could be product news. That could be a challenger marketing platform. It could be new packaging. It might be a totally new experience. The key here is you need to start with what drives the business going forward. One great example is Wii and Nintendo. Can you imagine the group that was working on that and brought that into their management? That was bold thinking. Another great example might be Starbucks and either bringing music in or their linkage with T-Mobile to bring Wi-Fi into every Starbucks. Seems pretty obvious now, but at the time, it was a catapult. One of the things that we do with our clients when we do catapults is to take every aspect of the business, the big drivers, and every one of the marketing components and to systematically try to catapult them. Not all work, but where you get to is a whole different place,
3: and you rethink the traditional, and you push out and find new ways to drive the business. You've been listening to The Marketing Insider, heard every week here on The Advertising Show. Join us next week for more insight into the future of marketing. This is Patrick Meyer
4: as your Marketing Insider. And remember, the revolution is now. Hey, you want to know more? Go to nowing.net or send me an email at patrick at nowink.net. So if
1: Patrick's a marketing insider, could he ever be accused of insider type of information? Right. Yeah, yeah, probably.
2: I'm calling Martha. <laughs> yeah.
1: He'll go to jail. But
2: unlike Martha, we would visit him.
1: Yeah, probably so.
2: Yeah. <laughs> We might be able to get an ISDN line. On Sundays between 2 and 4. That's true. (laughs) You have
1: to change the time of the ad show.
2: Right. (laughs) That's funny. Uh, What do you got? Well, you know, uh, Royal Canadian Mounted Police, uh, not an unusual group. You remember them. Yes. Apparently they've been promoting themselves as the purveyor of American West Coast gang violence recently discovered that its ads were unintentionally appearing on websites associated with the notorious 18th Street gang out of Los Angeles. Oh, nice. Canadian Broadcasting Company. Company was apparently the first to alert the Mounties to the mistake, reportedly due to an error from Internet group Lycos. The RCMP said that the ads were supposed to target young people re- accessing entertainment websites, but instead they appeared on murder gang members' websites. You gotta be watching this stuff, folks.
1: Yeah. Mary Bennett's coming up next on the Advertising Show with Ray Showings and Brad Forsyth.
3: Looking for your customer's email address? Rob Fitzgerald, who runs Walter Carl Interactive, says it's much easier and more profitable to reactivate an old or lost customer than to acquire a new one. An email append strategy and an email change of address program are the most successful and cost-effective ways to bring your offline customer communications online. How successful is email append? How about a 500% ROI? Bottom line, the lifetime value of customers who receive regular marketing emails is three to ten times higher than those who don't. For more on building an online customer retention program and finding those inactive customers with email append, go to appendservices.com. That's appendservices.com. Walter Carl Interactive, with over 8 million quality B2B and over 130 million consumer email addresses. Interactive marketing, multi channel strategies, e marketing databases, online customer acquisition solutions. Walter Carl Interactive.
0: Make your advertising dollars work smarter. You're listening to The Advertising Show with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth.
1: Uh, these are the three largest selling soft drinks. Now, let's have a look and see what makes them so popular. Uh, as you can see, this one is a cola. It looks like a cola. Well, Brad, you have very much of an un-cola there. It's it actually it called water. like a cola. Yeah. We'll have Mary one, uh, get Mary a water too as well. What else can you say about Mary Bennett except that She's Mary Bennett, uh, also executive vice president, marketing division of the Radio Advertising Bureau. And uh, Mary's been a, a guest on our show, gosh, uh, several times. Matter of fact, at events and such, we've had her on the show as well at the American Advertising Federation conference and such. But Mary's broadcast career has spanned over 25 years, and only Mary. But Mary doesn't want you to know that, right, Mary? Uh, so uh, six radio formats, and a stint as a short form pro, uh, programming provider uh, as executive VP marketing for the uh, RAB. Mary has assumed. A a leadership position in numerous projects that affect radio and its consumers and how timely this is to have mary on the show mary
2: welcome back to the advertising show
5: well, hello to both of you, and thank you for the invitation to come back. It's always the highest form of flattery
2: well, we, being
5: invited back.
2: We think you're the best looking uh, female or male that we've had on the show in many, many months. And if you go to uh, <laughs> uh, do a search on Mary Bennett, you'll know what we're talking about here. Very, very, and also very well spoken, I might add, uh, as far as it relates to. Uh, radio and advertising in general. The the REB has been uh, out with a couple studies lately from the Radio Ad Effectiveness Lab, and we're going to talk about that in a few minutes, Mary. But first, let's uh, tee up a few other questions unrelated to uh, the Radio Ad Lab. Let, let's talk about uh, HD radio for a second. Of course, it's been all in the buzz uh, with the radio industry for the last year or two, and uh, many say it's traditional radio's reaction to satellite. Let's get your uh, thoughts on HD radio.
5: Well, it's interesting because we saw some of that coming out of, uh, Howard's move to Sirius a couple of years ago. And in reality, nothing could be further from the truth. While the timing kind of, uh, might lead people to believe that, in reality, the first time I saw HD, the real name for it, the technical name is actually IBOC. The first time I saw it demonstrated was at an NAB radio show in 1992. Wow. Uh, the wheels move slowly, particularly when you have organizations like the FCC that have to approve technology. And the development and the licensing for the actual technology took longer than probably anybody in the industry could have imagined. And we're really the last couple of years just getting to the point where stations are embracing it, where the public is starting to understand what it's about. And I think a real feather in the cap of HD was a recent announcement that no less than Walmart is now selling HD radio. Hmm. So that's kind of a huge piece for us right there at the point that you have a retailer of that size and scope who's starting to take a a new piece of technology, the hardware for it seriously, and marketing it in their stores. Radio Shack has been a big supporter, a number of the uh, national merchandisers
2: we we made an announcement here on the advertising show a few months ago about the uh, about BMW announcing to offer that as a as uh integrated within a lot of uh, their new models as well so i guess once you begin to get uh hd capability in the vehicles themselves that's even a a bigger uh market penetration potential i suppose you know arbitron's uh, portable people meters been all in the news lately rolling it out now in a couple markets houston and i think philly uh your thoughts on uh, arbitron's portable people meter mary
5: well, I think the whole issue of electronic measurement is that its time has come. and as you're probably aware, there's um, there's an RFP in the industry. They're looking at not just Arbitron, but whether or not there might be some other providers who could uh, look at the opportunities for electronic measurement. By far, Arbitron has uh, an edge on the other providers seeing that they're active in two markets with it, as you mentioned, Philadelphia and Houston. And also looking at the consumer end of it with the ANA and their clients like Procter and Gamble under a project you may be familiar with called Apollo, right. where they use some of that technology to track consumer behavior in both radio and other media. Mm-hmm. Anything that has an audio signal can be tracked to see what uh, consumers' behavior actually looks like in the store or headed to a store after an ad's been heard. I think there's some interesting things going on with the technology period. And uh, not unlike HD, it's time has probably come. Mm-hmm.
2: Strange bedfellows, uh, uh, the uh, st- the uh, initiative you just mentioned, Apollo, along with uh, Arbitron, uh, in bed with uh, Nielsen on that particular project. Yes. Uh, r- real quickly, and again, uh, s- please stay tuned because we're going to really get into some exciting uh, new things coming out at the Radio Ad Lab, and it's just uh, really says a lot for uh, the radio industry and you guys in particular at REB that have conducted some studies here, and it's some really good information before. Before we get into that one final uh, outside question of the uh, studies radio stations websites and streams of local station content have presented stations with of course uh, new choices for their advertisers new revenue streams ways in which advertisers can further integrate their messages beyond traditional 30s and 60s or 10s or 15s for that matter what's going on right now with that i know there's some uh, some issues regarding uh, copyright and so forth
5: well, I'm not going to get too much into the copyright because I'm not on top of it, line and verse, to be candid with you. You're mm. probably talking about the music licensing right, rights. Right. And that's something that I think, like everything else, will sort itself out. But I'll tell you, I give the industry a lot of credit in a few short years making the determination that instead of trying to fight this thing upstate, upstream, they'd make the Internet and the web their best friend and begin in, um, integrating not only the web, but also some other mobile media, et cetera, into new platforms for their products. Mm-hmm. Almost anything you see where there's a new media adaption, Radio is not too far behind in locating and talking to people about partnerships and what type of content they might be able to move into that stream. Mm -hmm. And I think the industry is to be given a lot of credit for that.
2: Yeah, and, you know, we've just got a couple minutes left in this segment, uh, and and I promise we'll get uh, heads, hands, and feet uh, into the studies here uh, next segment as well as the following segment. Highlights from uh, this year's REB conference held in Dallas earlier?
5: Well, Actually, for me personally, obviously, it was because we had a chance to release the Radio Internet Synergy Study. I also uh, would mention that we unveiled our new president-CEO. You may know that the RAB did an extensive search and hired Mr. Jeff Haley last September as our new president-CEO. Jeff came to us from um, a position with Global Media at Time Warner, and brings both digital media background as well as extensive client relationships into the fold here and is uh, is doing some interesting stuff and is really open to some of the new directions that the medium is going to. And this was Jeff's first keynote. And he's had an opportunity as an outsider to the industry to do his homework for a four- or five-month period And one of the things that he talks about that I find is so interesting about radio as a medium is that there are so many ways within the medium to locate and develop a business model where you can be highly successful. Whether you're a small market station or you're a large market provider, the opportunities that exist within the medium and the opportunities for advertisers to reach consumers are so numerous That that if you're under-challenged in the industry, it's really your issue and your problem.
1: No, it's probably not a bad idea. We we talked about that—the fact that he came from a a totally unrelated industry. But when you think about it, Brad, uh, bringing somebody who from who is totally unrelated is probably the best opportunity to shake it up and say, "Look, uh, this is uh, you know why are you doing this?" In other words, somebody who's not too close to it. Mary Bennett is our special guest, executive vice president, marketing division with the Radio Advertising Bureau, at uh, Radiolab.org and. RABmarketing.org, and a whole bunch of other stuff as well. The Advertising Show with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth, powered by Shipple.com. That's Ed Shipple and his gang. It's S-C-H-I-P-U-L.com. And a terrific marketing platform called Tendency here at the Advertising Show. It's Tendency. Back in just a minute with more with Mary, Ray and Brad.
3: If you don't, you should. To sign up for free daily email alerts, visit IWantMedia.com.
0: Make informed decisions about your company's advertising strategy. This is The Advertising Show.
1: Welcome back to the Advertising Show with Rachel Owens and Brad Forsyth, a very special right, guest out of New York this weekend. It's Mary Bennett, Executive Vice President, Marketing Division of the Radio Advertising Bureau. Mary, welcome back to
2: the show. Thank you so much. Yeah, and uh, as promised, uh, jumping in now to uh, a little bit on your couple studies that have been out from the RAB uh, lately, uh, from the uh, Radio Ad Effectiveness Lab is the full name. You will hear us refer to it as the Radio Ad Lab or RAIL. Uh, The first in a new series titled Radio in the Consumer's Mind, uh, How Radio Works, published in September 2006. Mary, uh, you really are uh, in touch with a lot of the great uh, and interesting findings that came as a result of this study. Lay the foundation for your data, if you will, please, to begin with. How, how, you know, how did you go about the study? Who was studied over what period of time, et cetera?
5: Well, in, in this particular study, actually, if you remember the first time we st- we talked on the show, low those many years ago, mm-hmm. we had just released the first study from Rayel, or the Radio Ad Lab, called Personal Relevance, Personal Connections. It had been fielded by a company called Worthland Worldwide, and it was our very first opportunity at Rayel to do a consumer study and start getting a better understanding of how consumers relate to radio and ads on radio differently than they do to other media. And again, this isn't necessarily a judgment call, one is better or worse than the other, but the fact that having a better understanding of the relationship that exists with each media and the consumer can make the seller smarter can make the buyers and the planners so much more tuned into the environment that they're buying into, and it can also help the creatives with messaging.
2: Mm-hmm. And, and
5: we did. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I was
2: just going to mention, because I'd, I'd like to validate this because I think this is very important, 37%, a very respectable true response rate was re, was achieved from your study in some 2,649 completed media interviews, uh, which I thought was a, a, very, a very decent sample there.
5: That's correct, and that's actually four or five times the size of the initial study. Mm-hmm. And our whole goal was we got such traction and such positive feedback from agencies and advertisers about the first study but they kept on telling us that they wanted more 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 drill down more on demographics so our goal going into this was to have a study that was deep enough that we could look at Hispanic we could look at urban we could break out by gender and see if there were differences in the profile and the other thing that we did because we were asked to is we added the internet Mm -hmm. so in this most recent study Above television, newspaper, and radio, it was the first study where we got a glimpse of some of the relationships with the Internet. Yeah,
2: and talk. we're going to talk about uh, how the Internet uh, makes radio and radio makes the Internet more effective, I guess I should be saying. But before we do that, talk a little bit about, Mary, radio's receptive uh, ad environment that I know was a key finding in your study.
5: I'd be happy to. First of all, what we did find was that some of the information from the first study came out again very strongly in the second study. The radio is an emotional medium that it connects in a more personal and emotional way with the consumer. It's what much more one-to-one in the kind of emotions that people talk about. Uh, People talk about it helps me improve my mood. It makes me relax. It comforts me, Very personal, very one-to-one emotions.
2: Mm-hmm. And, and I was going to say, what I found very interesting, and I think most people would as well, is that Internet ads were determined to be more annoying than radio well, hang, spots.
5: Well, hang on a second, though. Yeah. The, the Internet ads were much more informational. Mm-hmm. So first of all, let's talk about the quality and the caliber. Both the medium and the ads are seen as being more of an informational tool. hmm than that emotional connection that radio tends to have. We took a risk in this study, as we've been known to do. You know, we're warned, don't ever ask people what they think about commercials because they're going to tell you they don't like them. Right. But we did, and we asked people against the media to tell us what some of the acceptance, uh, acceptance ratios might be for different ads. And what we did find out is that radio performed better than other media, Media for ads being repeated too often, getting in the way of enjoyment, or appearing at inconvenient moments. Hmm. What very much surprised us was the high degree of irritance or annoyance there are for internet users for ads getting in the way of enjoyment or appearing at inappropriate times. Mm-hmm. In those two categories, they were actually higher than television or radio. well, I mean, let's I think face it it's, I a, think it's a, a, surprised us a little bit.
2: Well, I was going to say it's a, you know unlike the internet, it's an interruption to and that's you know the basic business model and has been from day one exactly. and, yeah. as with all broadcast. but uh, I guess what does it say with regard to uh, uh, relevance and, and uh, uh, emotional uh, upside to radio spots? Does that mean people are doing a better job uh, with regard to their messaging or, or what?
5: Well, I think that the ad environment is something where people have a tolerance level or an acceptance that part of the the value agreement is that you're going to hear ads. You can still betray the confidence of the consumer if the ad is in an environment where it doesn't belong. For example, a product on a station where you wouldn't expect to see it. you know, something for that is obviously targeted to a pregnant woman on a metal rock station. You can still lose people's loyalty by doing that, but I think planners and buyers have gotten sharper. And I think in general, overall, the creative still really needs to be nailed down. Oh, yeah. And if whenever we see that there's more focus on the creative process for radio, the payoff for the advertiser and agency tends to be much higher than it is in other media.
1: As Luke Sullivan so aptly describes, it's the dog and the pill theory, basically. And it, it, the, the advertising is a pill, and uh, you got to wrap it in something tasty for the uh, listener to get it. Well.
5: Absolutely.
1: Mary Bennett is our special guest here, Executive Vice President, Marketing Division, Radio Advertising Bureau, along with Ray Shillins and Brad Forsyth on The Advertising Show.
3: How can 18 different companies all sell the exact same thing known as water? It starts here in Advertising Age, the leading source for marketing, advertising, media, and ideas. For almost 75 years, we've covered the most thought-provoking, groundbreaking stories in the industry, giving you the competitive edge to be a leader. Your job demands you not only have good ideas, but great ideas. And those great ideas have to start somewhere. And that somewhere is in the pages of Advertising Age and also online at adage.com. Com. How can you get someone's attention if you don't have $10 million in a celebrity endorsement? It starts here in Advertising Age, the leading source for marketing, advertising, media, and ideas. For almost 75 years, we've covered the most innovative and groundbreaking stories in the industry, giving you the competitive edge to be a leader. The next big idea demands out-of-the-box thinking. Start your search for greatness in the pages of Advertising Age and also online at adage.com.
0: Simplifying the complex world of advertising. To reach Ray and Brad with your questions, log on to theadvertisingshow.com. This is The Advertising Show.
4: You to worked too hard, you ate too much, the cheesecake made you greedy. Let your aching head and stomach hear this message from all speedy.
1: Welcome back. The advertising show along with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth. And time goes so quickly when you have a great guest
2: like mm-hmm. Mary Bennett. I'm yeah. Mary, welcome back to the show. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and this just in, by the way, Anna Nicole Smith and Larry King apparently had some kind of interlude. He'll be uh, more on that on CNN.com, I suppose. Oh, you are so bad. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> we just we just need to milk that Anna Nicole thing just for all it's worth. You know, we'll right. be talking about that in 2010, I'm sure. Yeah, we sure will. Uh, you know, uh, before we get into talking about a very interesting study just out in February uh, how radio can compete with the internet campaigns. Let's uh, finish up on the previous study. I know there are some interesting findings during the same uh, the same study we were talking about earlier how radio works with regard to the African American and the Hispanic community uh, consumers if you can touch on those uh, highlights if you would please Mary
5: Yes that's an interesting question because as we started looking at these what we observed was that the findings while they were generally true across all ages, all genders, all radio formats. We did see a pattern with both um, black African-Americans and Hispanics that indicated that their receptivity levels and their responses were even stronger than general market responses. That inspired us to go back and look at that data. And on the website, you will find a, uh, an executive summary of a special summary or of a special part of the study That looks at African-American and Hispanic responses to the same questions.
2: Uh And, you know, for the record, uh, radioadlab.org or rabmarketing.com, I guess, Mary, will get them both to that data? Yes. Yeah.
5: Well, actually, the radioadlab.org is probably the better place to go for the full data. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, and, and as you mentioned, the executive summary, if you don't want to go through the entire, uh, study, the executive summary certainly hits the highlights. You got some great graphs there that, uh, that really, uh, hit upon the, the highlights of a lot of what we're talking about I mean, in, in greater detail, of course. Published just this uh, past February, uh, RAB released findings from a new study, uh, as we mentioned earlier, about how radio can complement Internet campaigns. Again, also from the uh, RAB uh, Radio Ad Effectiveness Lab. Share with us, if you would, Mary, which I found very interesting. If you're doing Internet advertising and you want to uh, fi- uh, want your Internet advertising to be more effective, who would have ever thought radio would do such a great job in that regard?
5: Well, it's so interesting, and I'm kind of going to jump to the end of the discussion because Mm -hmm. I'm not sure how much time we have. But what we really did is we built in some components from some outside research to first of all demonstrate that radio can both work as a medium that intersects the Internet by doing some things that it cannot do and that there are other attributes that both media have where, when used together, they absolutely put each other on steroids.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: So it was, you know, again, one of the things that we attempt to do is we aren't looking at at trying to demonstrate radio is better than the internet. We're trying to make the ad package better for the advertiser in total, and look at ways to demonstrate what we might deliver to an internet project if radio is included. Mm-hmm. The, the second part of our study, the new part of the study. What we did was we took two test groups, one which was exposed to two internet exposures in a lab setting, one that was exposed to the same media on both internet and the radio, but they were exposed to one internet ad and one radio ad, not dissimilar to what we did with the prior Synergy study. And what we found on the recall measure was that when radio was added and one of the internet spots was deleted, we had a 27 percent versus a 6% mix hmm. of people saying that they remember that they had heard the ads. Wow. That's like a four-and-a-half-time increase.
2: Wow, that's fantastic. You only have, um, we only have about 40 seconds left. Any, any of your top, just say one of your top uh, challenges facing the radio industry today?
5: Um, I would say steering the course and embracing new technology, both as it affects um, on-air and our backroom processes.
1: In the spirit of less is more, that was a lot less than a minute.
2: Mary. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> but
5: that was oh, a wow. good one.
2: <laughs> no, that, I mean, that no, you, you really nailed it. And again, if you'd like to learn more, you got to go to uh, radioadlab.org, Ray. I know you and I both were there uh, earlier uh, for today's show. And you've got some great stuff there, Mary.
5: And RABmarketing.com as well.
2: Just check it out. If
1: you're thinking about radio advertising, it is the place to go, the Radio Advertising Bureau. And uh, maybe you'll even get a chance to talk or possibly email Mary who's the executive vice president of the marketing division. Mary, it's always a pleasure to talk with you. We hope you're feeling better. You did a good job of disguising the fact that you have a cold today. I think you sound great.
5: Well, I appreciate that. We'll we'll hope to talk to you after the next study's release.
1: You got it, Mary. Thanks so much. Thank you. Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth here on the Advertising Show, back with more in just a minute.
0: You're listening to The Advertising Show with Ray Schillens and Brad Forsyth. You know me.
1: Would you believe I'm Bugs Bunny? I'm also the voice of many other cartoon characters. But in here, they don't care if I'm Elmer Fudd so I carry an American Express hey, Welcome back to the Advertising Show. It's Ray Shellen's and, and Brad American Forsyth. Uh, one final segment for today, and again, a thank you to Mary Bennett for being our guest today. Executive Vice President, Marketing Division of the Radio Advertising Bureau. You hmm. can go to radioadlab.org or rabmarketing.org, but go visit them, too. Uh, it's good stuff out there. As we said before earlier in the hour, here's something that we haven't done in a little while. It's called uh, our Advertising Showcase. On the flip side, it is... It is not good news this week, so let's uh, check it out now.
0: And now it's time for the bad advertising item of the week.
1: And that old spring always still sounds good, does Oh, yeah. It? So I love that sound effect.
2: What do you have there? Well, you know, there's a, a, an outdoor board that uh, in our home market of Houston, the company is called the Kona Grill.
5: Kona now, Grill, for, yes, of
2: course, those that yeah. may know Kona, Kona Kailua area oh, on the Big Island. Leeward side of the Big Island, uh, a well-known uh, town known for also for coffee, Kona coffee. Right. So you're thinking the Kona Grill. It's a it's a well done board. It's pretty simple. It's got the name The Kona Grill all in red type with a dark background, so it reads well. And underneath that, at the very bottom, it has the address of where they're located. Oddly enough, I thought it was kind of strange that it was on an outbound freeway uh, promoting a uh, uh, a uh, business district that was behind it several miles, so right. it was kind of yeah. going the wrong direction. But that's not why they're getting the bad advertising item of the week. The little tagline mm-hmm. between the name, the Kona Grill, yes. and the address, it said, this just blows me away. I mean, it's just so silly. Mm-hmm. Your Kona Love It. Oh, and the Kona, just to make sure that you get their joke there, the Kona is in red type to tie in with the Kona Grill type of the name of the company, mm-hmm. and Your Love It is in a different color. So they make that emphasis, Your Kona Love It. And not only is it hokey and weird, but I think the bigger con- the bigger uh, element that was missing from this, and I think most people would agree, when you see the name of a restaurant called the Kona Grill, you're mm-hmm. thinking... Hawaiian food? Yeah. Polynesian food? Well, you would think so, Seafood? What is it? Seafood fresh from the Pacific? Something like that, yeah. What is it? I don't know what it is because they're screwing (laughs) around (laughs) saying your Kona... Love it. Why you w-
1: forgot to tell us what it is. I
2: mean, all they'd have to do is keep it, keep the design the way it is, yeah. the Kona grill. Put the address down at the bottom. Doesn't right. matter that you're pointing the, dr- the billboard in the wrong direction. I'll even let you have that. Yeah. Because you couldn't get one on the other side or down in the m- galleria where this place is located. Sure. Uh, it's expensive down there. So if you mm-hmm. want to be on the edge, that's fine. But, you know, but let's say what you are mm-hmm. because what you end up leaving with is you go, huh, that's cute. Yeah. And then, or or in our case, you'd say, huh, that's hokey. hmm And then you're not sitting there going in your car. Yeah. I really got to visit that place. I mean, it is a unique idea in that it has right. the name, the Kona Grill. Sure. There's just, a, what is it, a bunch of Hawaiians in there running this uh, business, or does it even have anything to do with Hawaii? So we still don't know what the Kona Grill is. Absolutely so. not. Okay. It's a grill. Yeah. So you, you'd think that it would Burgers have. Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> would it have grilled fish? You would assume that, but you, you don't know so, that. Yeah, yeah. Could it be Polynesian food?
1: Well, it's not created for the sake of created. They just went off brief a little bit, and they, they forgot to put the part in about what kind of food they have.
2: Let me ask you this Does it, Can you hear the meeting where they get the billboard rep or their agency yeah. or whoever in there, and somebody on the client side mm-hmm. has this cute little funny saying? <laughs> and, and and then nobody on the other side, be it the agency or the right. outdoor rep, says, you know, that's cute, Mrs. Owner or mm-hmm. Mr. Owner right. or Mr. Owner's favorite employee. That? Yeah. yeah, that really doesn't do anything to pr- provide consumers yeah. with the message of what business you're in other right. than the fact that you're a restaurant called the Kona Grill. Mm-hmm. But nobody had the, let's just say, courage Mm-hmm. To stand up to the client and say, you know, that that really, you know, okay, cute, ha-ha, okay, now let's get back to what we need to do
1: here. And we really don't know the scenario there, so it, quite, it could have come from the uh, from the creative side well, as well. Well, if
2: it came from the creative side and the client, yeah, the, the, the advertiser, client. okayed it, yeah. then, you know, then that's advice for them.
1: The client actually wanted to put their dog on the, on the uh, billboard along with the kids. Yeah. Right.
2: And the dog was called... Uh, Koa, which is a common dog name in uh, Hawaii. Koa. Koa, It's also a wood, yes. So,
1: bottom line is, if you know what what the Kona Girl serves, if if you've been there, if the billboard prompted you to go there, that's great. Just go ahead and let us know here at the advertising show what kind of food they serve.
2: Yeah. And, you know, I once had an idea of a fast food uh, Mexican restaurant. I was going to call it Nacho Fast. And it would be a fast food Mexican, oh but then it works against the idea of having fast food because you're thinking nacho fast. That means it's not going to be a very fast uh, get through. It's true. So it works against it. But then it, once again, we're trying to be cute, and we're not back yeah, to you know delivering fact. on the value prop of whatever it is you're doing. There. Very good. Yeah. Okay. Enjoy. I'm hungry now. I have to. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's get out of
1: here. Hey, Jason Glickman is going to be with us next uh, next weekend on the Advertising Show. Jason is CEO of Tremor Media and uh, basically an Internet advertising veteran with a focus on emerging, emerging interactive technologies. So it's uh, Tremor Media and Jason Glickman uh, next week on the Advertising Show. But uh, a lot of good things coming your way as we uh, look in the upcoming weeks here in the month of April. And uh, keep a reminder you have, let's see... This weekend, you've got about a week to get your taxes done, so it'd be a good idea to think about that, or possibly not. <laughs> for an extension. An extension, extension yes. exactly right. And I uh, hope you enjoyed the show today. TheAdvertisingShow.com, an incredibly cool place to go, and you can visit there anytime and grab the podcast and uh, check out what uh, what else is up there. It's uh, a lot of stuff uh, for you to share with uh, friends and coworkers. But uh, we hope you do it, and tell a friend, too, about The Advertising Show. TheAdvertisingShow.com. Jason Glickman, next week, thanks to Mary Bennett. This past week, the advertising show being brought to you by Advertising Age magazine. You can visit them online at adage.com and by Walter Carl Interactive at waltercarl.com. The Advertising Show with
5: Ray Showins and Brad Forsyth is a Big Radio Midgets production.